Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind. Welcome to the Tipsy Cerulean Podcast. Fuck, I'm tipsy right now. The yeah! tip- <laughs> let me let me take over. <laughs> we are all tipsy right let now, me baby. Take over. <laughs> I am immortal. I'm indestructible. He's given me immortality in exchange for my soul. Welcome to the Tipsy Sterling Podcast. Episode six is titled Oh shit. <laughs> no, you're right. Entitled The Escape Clause. I'm Kedar Foster, a filmmaker in Los Angeles. Special guest star. <laughs> My name is Armando, a.k.a. Big, Big Baby. I hate that. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's an old joke of mine. Oh, yeah. um, I'm Rudy. That's me. And we're definitely tipsy already going yeah, into this one. This is what happens when you bank more than one episode. You get fucked up on all the good alcohol you've been drinking. Shit. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Escape Clause, which is episode six of the original series of The Twilight Zone, directed by Mitchell Lason, written by the man Rod Serling. Dude is working hard. Motherfucker has written every episode so far. Holy shit. And original air date, November 6, 1959. Amanda, were you born in 1959? I was not. I was born in 1986. Mm. For centuries, shaman and other miracle workers have used herbs, tonics, and libations to facilitate their entry into other realities. Ladies and gentlemen, take a sip with us and enter the zone. Today, considering that it's summertime, we thought we'd mix it up. We've been doing a lot of whiskey. Summer! Summertime. And this dude seems like somebody who would drink wine. Mr. Bedeker, his name was, right? Mm -hmm. So we decided, what's a refreshing... And we're not too into the wine game here. We're going to have some guests later on that are a lot more well-versed in this. But right now, to mix it up, we are drinking Maui Blanc. This is a pineapple wine that is made in, um, in Hawaii. Yeah, exclusively from the juice of Maui gold pine- Maui gold from pineapples. The, the juice? Hand, yes. No, juice. Pineapple. Oh, hand, juice. Hand Maui. picked, hand picked on the slopes of Halakala. The, the fruit Hala- is I can, I, I can pronounce it because I've been there before. It is actually pronounced <laughs> Halakala. <laughs> the fruit is pressed and the juice. Crafted into a delicious semi-dry wine. So this is from yeah, from Hawaii. Zip code nine six seven nine zero. In case you want to know, it's on the uh, bottom. So we go. Uh, <laughs> rich kids. That's right. Not a cork, but a yeah, that's a twist off. A twist off. <laughs> and we're, we're drinking this one chilled. Does chilled. a twist off uh, really denote Ooh, look any? Look how clear that is. Look, that's so clear. That is really gorgeous. Man, here it comes. Listen, listen to this. Wine bottle hit the wine glass. Armando's really into podcasting now. Yeah. Poor baby, poor. Nice. Nice. Here we go. The that actually was really nice. <laughs> Question, Rudy. Uh, is there a quality difference between a actual cork and a twist off, or is that sort of just people being assholes? 
I think it's just people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, you know, the, it's just kind of a... So, as far as I know, it's just association. Like, a cork just seems more fancy mm-hmm. than a twist off. I don't more know if authentic. It, yeah, I don't know if it... I doubt it affects the taste. I may be wrong, though. Maybe I should look into that. All right. Listeners, if you know the difference between screw caps and corks in wine bottles, please write in and let us know at thetspod at gmail.com. There we go. All right. So let's taste this up here. Let's give it a little... Little swirl. You guys pour it more than I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hold it by the stem. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Drink like a gentleman. Chin chin. Or, or a classy bitch. Chin chin. Oh wow, that was really oh, fruity. I wasn't yes. expecting that. Yes. Yeah, it's straight it's like, pineapple wine, man. Yeah. That's super sweet. This is wow. You know, I I tried this before, pro- like literally, like exa- almost exactly a year ago, probably this month, a year ago, hmm. and. I remember it being like way sweeter right now. Maybe it's because I'm coming off of a lot of yeah IPAs, IPAs and shit. So that's probably <laughs> why it's, it seems so light. But yeah, it's a really good. You know, it's a sweet wine. This is very refreshing. Again, yeah, it's, it's summertime, heavy. so we chose it. This is something that you're gonna sit by the pool, man. Definitely. Yeah, at, yeah. At the beach. Definitely. At the pool, you're just laying out. You've got your little umbrella here, and you're drinking this pineapple wine. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's pretty bomb. I personally, for me. It's a little too sweet to where I could only drink so much at a time. Like I know for me, one glass and I'm I'm out of there. But yeah. again, I'm a dude who likes IPAs. I like whiskeys that are above a hundred proof and very mm. spicy. So my personal taste, not quite. Yeah. But definitely, and it's it's got a good price point too. I think we got this for like twelve ninety nine or something. Like, yeah, yeah, like, so fourteen bucks. So Maui Blanc pineapple wine. Definitely check it out. I mean. I don't imagine anyone would not. It's it's pineapple wine, so you know right off the bat what you're getting. Yes. I can tell you it's sweet. It's like it's refreshing. Chill it. Drink it by the pool on a hot summer day. You're probably gonna dig it. And if not, I mean, someone will. And yeah. It's not like you broke bank to get it. So. Right. I just yeah. remember that I'm allergic to pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. So there that is. All right, Mondo, you gotta finish uh, that. No. <laughs> I will. Well, I'm fine so far. Oh, <laughs> Stay tuned, listener. <laughs> we might be able to podcast with the ambulance driver, so that could be fun. Production value. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we got our wine here. <laughs> I didn't know it was pineapple wine. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You're about to meet a hypochondriac. Witness Mr. Walter Bedecker, age 44. Afraid of the following. Death, disease, other people, germs, draft, and everything else. He has one interest in life, and that's Walter Bedecker. One preoccupation, the life and well-being of Walter Bedecker. One abiding concern about society. That if Walter Bedecker should die, how will it survive without him? So where we start... As we got hypochondriac Bedeker. I don't remember his first hypochondriac name. Hypochondriac yeah. asshole. Yeah, he's. I, I wrote. I wrote actually in my notes. Bedeker is a bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Bedeker. Yeah, oh, Walter. Walter yeah. Bedeker is yeah. a bitch ass yeah. hypochondriac. He's a chump. He's he's a punk. He's laying in bed. He's got his robe. He's got his towel over his head. The doctor's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you're fine. This is good. This is good. That's good." He's like, "What about the pain in my side?" And he's like, "Yeah, the." You're fuck off. You're good. And he calls the doctor a quack because yeah, he he's like, all, 
yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's All these years it. of school and blah, 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 and you're a quack. You're yeah. like, fuck you. And it's the like, doctor's like, you know what? Like, yeah, Better yeah, girl, get out the bed and go see a band concert, okay? Because you need to <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> make your life better. <laughs> yeah, so... The doctor, the wife is like, oh, what's up with him? And the dude's like, Matt, it's all in his head. This guy's a bitch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> he sucks. That's a direct quote from the 1950 <laughs> episode of the Twilight Zone. A, hop- a hypochondriac. Yes, he is a hypochondriac. Yes. Yes. Mondo's lost his mind. But anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. And then the doctor is like, you know what? Um, I don't know. Is what well, Esther. Esther. Esther was the wife's poor name. Poor, yeah, poor Esther. Is it Esther? Yeah, Esther or Ether, Ethel. Esther. <laughs> I'm gonna call her Esther. You look it up. I'm gonna call her Esther. So uh, Esther is like stressed out. She's bummed out because she has a bitch ass husband. And the doctor tells her, "It's like, man, you know, Ethel. Le- Ethel. It is Ethel. Okay, Esther." <laughs> so the doctor is like, "You know what?" Let me prescribe you some vitamins. You're not looking too good. You're stressed out. Like, let me let me give you. Did some you just shit. say prescribe you some vitamins? Yeah, and that's what they say. That's that's what they do. That's what they do in this vitamins. That's what they do. I almost fell out of my bed when I was watching. It's because I was like, "What the actual fuck?" <laughs> like, I was laughing so hard, I almost rolled out. Yeah, bed. because back then they prescribed vitamins. <laughs> what? <laughs> so she signed some paperwork and just like, "All right, cool, got my prescription." And she goes to talk to Mr. Bedeker, her mm-hmm. bitch ass husband, yeah. and and is like, oh, "Are you all right?" Like blah, blah blah. And he just complaining, and he's like, "Oh, this guy won't give me shit, but he's giving you prescriptions to drugs or whatever." When I'm the one who's sick, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's like, "Hey, Ethel, you bitch! Like, close these windows. I, I feel pneumonia." What is he's like, "I feel pneumonia coming on because it's too cold in here." And it's like you. So I really don't like this guy. He fucking sucks. His dude, wife is looking out for him. Nice, she's like, dude. she's like, all right, that. yeah, let me close these windows. All right, we'll like have a good night. And he's like, oh, are you? He, it's like him. I don't remember what it's she says. It's a fucking but it's abusive a, relationship. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and he implies somewhere that she's like, like wants him to die or something. And she's yeah. like, no, I didn't mean that. She's I just conspiring with yeah, the doctor to yeah, kill yeah, him. Yeah, that was it. She's like, no, I just have a good night. Like, go to bed, dude. The windows are closed. How and did she marry this dude? Was he a hypercontract the entire time? I, did he I was, just developed this late stage. It's who knows, man. <laughs> but what is this? So she she leaves and she just stressed. I feel so bad for this lady because she's mm-hmm. super nice. She's trying to look out for her husband even though he mistreats her. So he's there. He's laying in bed, just bitching and moaning and complaining about bullshit. And I wish. I'm going to die and I wish I would live forever and immortality and blah, blah, blah. Why do I have to die? Like he's, he's but a what fucking are you doing punk. to like, earn yeah, this yeah, life? yeah. Like what makes you so <laughs> he's just laying like in bed. Yeah. Dead. Like this dude sucks. Yeah. And your wife um, is clearly a mess because of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden there's this voice of like, Oh, like how long would you want to live? Like a hundred years, 500 years, a thousand years. Like it's all doesn't matter. I don't know. It's all, you know, relative or whatever. Mind you, he answers that voice without even Yeah, without realizing it. Without oh, realizing. Yeah, why not? Sure. And then all of a sudden slowly <laughs> this guy appears in the room. And I'll tell you, man, they fucked Faith up the framing man. here because he fades in on like the left side of the frame, camera uh-huh. left by the window, and then in the next shot they like flipped it and he's, he's on like the right the side dresser. and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's just something that bothered me a little I bit. Noticed that dude. Um <laughs> so in this dude 
pretty much just goes on about like, oh, hey, we can make a trade or whatever. You give me your soul and I'll give you immortality. He you can live forever. He kind of dances around it, though. He's yeah, like, yeah. Um, I'll give you eternal life for just a crumb of your cake yeah, or whatever. That's and right. That's right. And the guy's like, oh, what are you talking about? But like he has a glint in his eye where like he knows what this guy's talking about, but he wants him to come out and say it. Yeah. And what do I have that could remotely interest you? Actually, a minor item. In fact, something less than minor, insignificant, infinitesimal, microscopic, teensy weensy. No, that's right. He, that he does kind of tiptoe around it, um, and then yeah. So he finally gets to the bottom of it. And he's like, "Oh, my soul." He's like, "Well, what's the catch?" He's like, "Nothing. Just I'll give you immortality. You'll be indestructible." <laughs> You won't get hurt. Trust me, I'm the devil. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dude's like walking around. And he's like, you're the devil, aren't you? And he's just like, yeah, got that's me. me. Yeah, <laughs> got me. Yeah, got me. I swear, mister, all the devils carved their names <laughs> in the gazebo. <laughs> got me. And the dude doesn't think anything of this. He's just like, well, fuck yeah. Indestructible immortality. Like, take my soul. And in this cool shot, the devil's like, all right, tight. Well, hold on. Let me tell you something. Mm. Here's your little contract. Mm. There's something you should read here. He's like, I don't fucking give a shit. You're giving me your mortality. He's like, yeah, you might want to check that out, though. There is an escape clause in case you need to get out of it. But then I have to take your life. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. And the dude's like, fuck you, devil. I don't give a shit. I'm a fucking Fuck dick. off, devil. Yeah. And he's like, all right, tight. Good. Another soul. And he like reaches up against the wall and, love this and appears this smoky little stamp, this trident right. stamp, and he stamps the fucking contract after Bedeker signs and it's smoking. But it gets it's stuck cool. to the paper, like yeah. it's stuck to the clearly, paper. like yeah, yeah. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to go that way, but it looks so good that they like maybe just for time they kept it in. But I love yeah. that they kept it in because like clearly it's it it looked good. To, it wasn't supposed to be like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, in Article 93 is Walter's escape clause. So then the devil disappears, and he's like, damn, there's a radiator right there. And Walter touches it. Hmm, doesn't burn him. He takes both of his hands, and he's just, like, grabbing this fucking hot radiator. There you go. His hands are smoking, and he's like, oh, this is badass. And then, <laughs> so from there, he... You know, I'm assuming a day has passed. So, sometime he's in a suit. He's at the train station, which as the you world's out, smallest <laughs> train station. <laughs> yeah, he's at one wall. It's and a four wall extras. and four extras. <laughs> I told Rudy, "God damn it, it's the smallest train station I've ever seen." One you, wall. You gotta stay in budget. Four extras. <laughs> so <laughs> and a wind machine. <laughs> <laughs> so there's people there. And this motherfucker, the train's coming, and he just dives in front of the train. Everyone's like, holy shit, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, my God. And then the train passes, and he just gets it. His clothes are all ragged. Yeah. He gets it's up. Awesome Everyone's shot, like, oh, actually. shit. Yeah. But he's perfectly fine. So then, you know, next scene, he's at his house, and he's talking to some lawyer. And he's like, oh, 1200 bucks, that's it? And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, you got hit by a fucking train. <laughs> like, considering you didn't get hurt, this is... This is a good settlement, and he's like, "Yeah, this is bullshit. Whatever, leave. Like, get the fuck out of here." And he's being a dick, dude. Also, he's they mentioned that the check will be at his house the next day, and I'm like, "When has the <laughs> when has an insurance company ever issued a check the next day to 
anyone. Yeah, for <laughs> that's real. Completely bizarre. Exactly, that's bullshit. <laughs> so, anyway, um, he leaves, and then as he, the lawyer, opens the door, there's another lawyer out there, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect to see you here." He's like, "Yeah, I'm dealing with the same bullshit." All right, Plus. bye. The new lawyer comes in. Bedeker's like, hurry the fuck up. He's like, all right, what do I got here? He's like, yeah, you'll get a check for this much money for the bus accident, blah, blah, blah. So it's implied here that, you know, he's been walking around just getting himself hurt, you know, yeah, suiciding himself so that he can sue these companies or these people and get money off it. So he's just idea if you're immortal. I mean, yeah, yeah. Get your bag. I'm not mad. Yeah. He's just he's just hustling and making money, I guess. And being a dick to these lawyers, yeah, he makes some fucking comment as, as they're walking out, and it's like, fuck you, man. Now, do me the goodness to make a fast exit. I'll take your money, but you bore me. Um, so anyway, the lawyer leaves. He's talking to his wife. His wife still doesn't know or get that he's immortal. She's just like, oh, are you all right? Like, all this stuff's happening. He doesn't really think anything of it. I mean, at this point, she should have <laughs> left, to be honest. But So... Man, he's just bitching and moaning about, man, this isn't fun. This sucks. Like, and I'm guessing it seems like he probably hasn't been immortal that long. He got like, it got old for him real quick. Yeah, he did that shit in like a day. Yeah. So he's in the restroom and she's like, oh, what's wrong? What do you need? And he's just like, you got any ammonia? And he's like grabbing all this <laughs> other medicine and bullshit. And she's like, ammonia. He's like, yeah, fucking bitch ammonia <laughs> and she's just like oh let me go get this ammonia. like he's such i hate him so much like he's such he's that asshole yeah, like it's not he's even so bad he couldn't say yeah you bitch but yeah. basically it's implied, oh yeah he, like, he conveyed it abusive. he conveyed it man yeah, yeah he's a dick yeah, yeah. so she, she brings him the ammonia he mixes up all this stuff and he drinks it and she's like well what the fuck are you doing and he's like man this sh- this is enough shenanigans to kill 12 men <laughs> And to me, it just tastes like lemonade. And he's like, he puts weak the glass out. Yeah, weak lemonade. Like, <laughs> this dude thinks he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I don't get it. I have just drunk enough to kill 12 men. And it tastes like lemonade to me. Weak lemonade. And he's like, Why you don't, you don't so understand. so unbothered that her husband just well, drank ammonia in front of her? At this point, she is. She's shocked, you know? And uh, he's <laughs> a little bit. Shocked-ish. I mean, she's more like, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) It's ammonia. But yeah, so he's like, you don't understand, do you? I'm immortal. I'm instructable. Nothing can hurt me. He's explaining it to her. And she's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the hell are you talking about? He's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the the rooftop. They're in an apartment building to the rooftop. And I'm going to jump down just for the thrill of it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, no. You know, so he... So Jeez. he rushed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we apparently just went that through this bottle, bottle of wine already. And one of us is allergic. How the fuck did we do that <laughs> yeah. so fast? Yeah, that was real quick. <laughs> so he's rushing up there and she's going after him like, no, stop, stop. And she's and, blocking him from jumping off the edge. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, he's he, so he's, he's uh, so bored. So yeah. he's going towards the edge and she's just like, no, like, Walter, stop. I'm going to make you your favorite potato pack. This is my favorite quote. <laughs> I know. My favorite quote, dude. So, 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 I, I love it. Mondo and I were watching this again. We looked at each other like, what? The, like, what? <laughs> I'm going to make you potato <laughs> yeah. pancakes. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to make you I'll make your favorite potato, potato pancakes. Potato pancakes. 
pancakes. Yeah, I think that's called a latke. Is that right? I have no idea. But potato pancake. But that's not even the best part. The best part is his response is Ethel, your potato pancakes. Your potato pancakes. Your potato pancakes, woman. Walter, please come back to the apartment. I'll make you potato pancakes. Remember, you always used to love potato pancakes. Ethel, you are a potato pancake. Dude, what kind of a grown man response? He's like, Ethel, you're a potato pancake. You're a potato pancake. I, You're a poopy head. So <laughs> like that elementary school kindergarten. That that blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> but also it's so fucked up that the last sentence she heard before she died was "You're a potato pancake." Yeah, <laughs> before she fell off the building. <laughs> yeah. So in her attempt, in in her attempt to oh stop him from jumping him. off, mm-hmm. yeah, blocking him, she falls down. And there's this great shot looking oh, down through so the buildings, and, and it's all like the lights come on yeah, the apartment. Yeah, and it's just like blackness, and it's kind of a scary shot, and yeah. it's like, fuck, dude, like your awesome wife just fucking died, like trying to get you to not jump off, and he does not he give it. He just looks down, he's like unbothered. <laughs> there it is again, <laughs> unbothered. Hashtag unbothered. <laughs> so, yeah, he's unbothered. Does not give a shit, and he's just like, hmm. I wonder how fun that was, or how that right. felt, or like he something like that. Envious of her death because yeah. he can't feel that. Which yeah, I, I wonder what that felt like. It was such an offhand comment in the episode, but I thought like thematically that was really heavy. But they just right. treated it so callously. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. Oh man! So she dies, and then I get really bummed out because <laughs> she was a good lady. She was a good lady. She yeah. was put upon by this guy. Yeah, by this fucking oh, idiot. Oh god, he's such an asshole. So Fuck. he goes to the apartment. And he calls the cops. He's like, yeah, I murdered my wife. I pushed her off the building. Yeah, so it's nonchalant. me. Here's my address. So like, nonchalant. And he hangs up the phone and he's like, hmm, let's see. Let's give the electric chair a whirl. Let so me now- stop you there. He says, yeah, I just killed my wife. But when we watched the scene play out, it looked like he was just trying to jump and she got in the way. So do you yeah. think he purposely pushed her? No. No. I Oh, hi, I, <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, he, he didn't push her at all. She fell. It was an accident. But, you know, he saw and he thought very quickly, like, okay, well, let me turn this to my advantage. My advantage. Let me see what that electric chair yeah. feel like. Let me we're see just, what that electric do. Yeah. We're just going to take a pause and all take a drink. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Until you stop our podcast and we just tracks. Because we are tipsy swirling, we do drink and we are tipsy while we are <laughs> podcasting. So Yeah, he's on the level. Yeah. You know, one thing I forgot. You drinking is good is good uh podcast material. <laughs> good. It's, it's audio. Well, yeah, well, it's good. One thing I forgot to mention is I wonder if we should should we give a disclaimer of like drink responsibly? Is that no, something we have adults. to do? We're adults. I mean, we're drinking responsibly, but oh, anyway, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> um, I mean, that Del Taco won't be responsible shit, but oh, God. <laughs> you're going to be asleep, dude. I still got to take him home. and fucking... I, I want that Del Taco. Focus on the Twilight Zone. I, I hope you're fucking ready for the ride. Never mind. Um, anyway. <laughs> Can I just so, touch on earlier in the episode? There's this fucking weird moment where the devil like grabs 
this guy's shoulder and the guy doesn't even flinch or react and it's completely odd like the devil just grabs you by the shoulder when you must have a death wish i mean this dude i think he's so selfish and into his own self-interest that mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't give a fuck because of that i don't remember that exact moment but i imagine it's probably came at the point that they're about to make this deal yeah right but they're talking about it they're working it out because even when he shows up and this dude the devil catawalder he calls himself catwalder um just appears in his room again like you said yeah hashtag unbothered people don't care he's just so into himself man he's so into himself he's a selfish prick yeah okay so So back fast forwarding back to the dead wife sorry so (laughs) You know, time has passed by. He's in court or whatever, or he's in a cell. And the lawyer's like, yeah, man, like, you might, the, the penalty is going to be the electric chair or whatever. And he's like, they put me through the electric chair. All they're going to do is run up their electricity bill or some shit like that. It's just another adventure for him. Like, yeah. let's see what this feels like. Yeah, and he's yeah. just, like, being a smart ass. Like, I yeah. I don't blame him because yeah. I was thinking of Groundhog Day and, and, like, how many times he fucking repeated that day and how he tried to kill himself for, like, a decent portion of that movie i never saw that movie what you never saw groundhog i know i gotta see it i know okay so for maybe 10 minutes of the film like it's very much it's heavily implied that he tries to commit suicide multiple ways okay and he can't die so then he decides to spend the rest of the time bettering himself to win andy mcdowell Nice. Okay, so okay, maybe we have to do a Groundhog yeah. Day. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll we'll do a Groundhog. A we'll, we will do a Groundhog Day. Groundhog's Hog Day Day, day movie. On wait, Groundhog's Day. Gra- <laughs> wait, what's the movie is Groundhog's Day? Yeah. So we will do Sorry, a. Don't worry. We <laughs> we will do a Groundhog's Day Happy Death Day double feature. <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah, we gotta rent them. We'll do that. That was the sound oh, of a high five. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget, naked, starring fucking stupid ass Marlon Wayans. Oh, I thought you meant naked, starring David Thewlis, because <laughs> I was down for that. Because the movie Naked that he put on Netflix is basically the same thing. He oh, wakes up right. naked on a fucking day. elevator. Right. And he has to fucking live through the same you know, exact I, day. I was about to give you some shit and but cut you out of this. <laughs> now we're not watching that, but okay. maybe no. that would be funny. A triple feature. But okay. anyway, all right. Okay. So okay. that that's going to happen okay. in the personal lives. So, yeah. so Suicide. I mean, if I was immortal, I, 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 can would, hear try, that. I would try suicide as well. Yeah. I mean, it, if I knew I was immortal. It's just human nature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's the beyond. That's something that we don't come back from that we can't know. Um, So, yeah, you know, and they're telling him, he's like, oh, great. Like, they're going to run up their electricity bill, and he's just being (laughs) a prick about it, his usual self. Let the taxpayer pay for it. Yeah, fucker. He's an asshole all around. um, Then some more time comes by. They come to him, and they're like, yo, we got you off death row. The The charge is going to be life in prison. Ooh. So now he's not going to the electric chair. They're giving him life in prison. I see you, Rod Serling. Yeah, and now he's like... Uh, what? <laughs> what? They're like, yeah, you're going to stay in this fucking prison cell for as long as you live. So he's like, oh, fuck, you know? And he's just sitting there like, God damn. And there's this cop, this very caring cop who's just chatting with him. <laughs> he's just like, shit, shit. he's like, it's all good, man. Like, I mean, what is life when you think about it? Another 40, 50 years? Like, you can do that easily. That's all it is. And he's sitting there like, <laughs> fucking. Hashtag white people. <laughs> Hashtag white people. 
this is so. the kindest fucking prison card I've ever seen outside yeah. of the Green Mile. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen the Green to, Mile. To, to the, literally the worst person. <laughs> probably the, the worst person on Earth. Yeah. It's okay. We're brethren. Oh, my goodness. So now he's bummed out like, oh, my fucking goodness. I've got to stay here. But why is he bummed out, Rudy? If it were me and I was immortal and I was going to fucking prison, I would be king of the prison. I'm like, you bitches can't kill me. You can't shank me. You can't poison me. You can't fuck me up. Yeah, I I am going to be the king of this prison for 60 years in rule. And you don't age. So, I mean, you're going to get all the prison ash you want. Like... This I, is a great adventure. He was seeking yeah, adventure. I, I would Here's an adventure. You you can break out. There's your game or right there. Or you can keep continuously out. trying to break out. Yeah. Like fucking Burt Lancaster and <laughs> Birdman of Alcatraz. So, like, <laughs> so this fucking on. dude immediately gets bummed out. And he's just like, oh, no. And he, he hears the devil's voice. Like, yeah, what's like 100 years, 1,000 yeah, years, 5,000. And now years. he's like, fuck, I dude. I, I fucked up. <laughs> And then the Don't devil. Worry, I didn't expect the devil to trick me. <laughs> yeah, right. So then the de- even though it's like, dude, you did this to yourself, you fucking idiot. So the devil comes through and he's just like, oh, you want to exercise your escape plan? And we'll get into why this is kind of a not that great an episode. But mm. the devil comes through like, you want to exercise that escape clause? And he's like, yeah, I can't fucking stay in prison forever. And he's like, all right, you lo- you look like a guy that's having a heart attack. And then he has a heart attack and he dies. And the friendly guard comes and is like, oh, no, Walter, oh, no. the bad husband had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rod Serling, murderer, does, yeah, <laughs> Rod Serling does his exiting narration. There's a saying every man is put on earth condemned to die. Time and method of execution unknown. Perhaps this is as it should be. Case in point, Walter Bedecker, lately deceased. A little man with such a yen to live. Beaten by the devil, by his own boredom, and by the scheme of things in this, the Twilight Zone. Now that we've re- got through it, this was not <laughs> Our a goal sad, is yeah. to not let you finish synopsizing. No. I made that word up. <laughs> finishing these episodes. This episode was not Boo. satisfying at all. I've got to I've got to say man like it left so much Boo. to be desired. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to get back to reality. I want to see this like I and I remember again Mondo and I were watching it together mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, let there be a time lapse of yes. he's been in prison oh, and now it's the future and he's right. finally like, no, I got to die." Because there- Go ahead. There are places that the story could have gone so much because you're dealing with the time. The the because right from the get go, when you meet the devil or Mister what's his name, Catwallader, Catwallader, that what's the next a hundred or five hundred or even a thousand years? So I want to see what this guy is going to look like. In the next 50 years or because they even even brought up in the episode that his aging is only going to. Yeah, it's not perceptible. It's It's not perceptible to to everyone else. Wouldn't it have been great if he looked in a mirror at some point in the episode and saw himself as like 
a rotting Dead? fucking corpse. But to, ev- but to everyone else, it's like, oh, wait, he still looks right. whatever that age he is yeah. supposed to be. A white man's 35. But then at some <laughs> point you would have thought, well, wait, if he's supposed to serve life in prison, but yet this man doesn't age, what's what? Up? What's up? Yeah, well, yeah, what's going on? Like, what's up? Right. So I would have liked to seen that, but also I would have liked to seen like another point of view of a time lapse. Maybe not dealing with the incarceration point, but like I definitely would have liked to seen maybe what a thousand thousand years in the future would have looked like, yeah. or you know, like G- give I, I, him just, some, give me a time lapse of yeah, something. G- give him some time before he puts himself in prison, rather yes, than just yes, a couple yes, yes. days. And not only that, but. He opted out so quick, like he was it's <laughs> so like, oh, quick. Like you get you get life, and then oh no, got to exercise it. Like there was no stakes. I want to see the 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 stakes. Like I want to see this, and especially they set him up to be such a bad person, and he was a shitty person. Like uh, this innocent woman died because of this fucking dummy. Um, but we don't see him get any comeuppance. We don't see him suffer for what he's done. He's just like oh no. I got life in prison. Yeah, let me. Here's the contract. Let me get my heart attack now and die. Right. Like, yeah, I guess in the end, he was afraid of dying, and the only way to escape was to was die. Death. So but it was that instant. is, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna give you an instant, yeah, painless. And it death. just he he didn't deserve what he got. He didn't, and then he doesn't suffer for anything. It how just, do you how do you know he didn't deserve it? Like. He's the one who signed the contract knowingly and willingly saying, okay, this is what I agreed to. These these are the terms. He it's didn't deserve it because out, he was a dickhead husband, yeah, dude. Easy yeah, and yeah, that's why I say for me it left a lot to be desired. It, it could have gone to some other. Like Mr. Bemis in episode eight, which we'll talk about a while from in now. In the future. Yeah, in the future. <laughs> um. And you'll know when we, yeah, you'll know when we get to that episode. He didn't necessarily deserve what happened to him, but he is suffering, and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. This dude deserved it. How? How? His fucking fucking asshole. Yeah, he He was was such a dick. Yeah. Fuck him. He should have died painfully. Yeah. And again, even if he, even if he didn't deserve it for the sake of the episode and getting a point across, like something we just should have gotten more. I feel like it was a wasted opportunity. I definitely agree at that point. It should have been more. It is a wasted opportunity. I wanted to see more of it, but on the side of, does he deserve it? Maybe, maybe not. You need to watch that episode again. Yeah. Or maybe you're an abuser too. Shit. Pineapple Shit. wine. Pineapple wine. Cheers. Cheers. Think. How do you not Think. see that he was an asshole, abusive husband? I mean, I mean, not to the point. I mean, he only became a. Now watch. No, here's my defense. You didn't see him hit her. That's the only thing you didn't see was okay. Emotional uh, abuse. Okay, was there. Uh, that's true. That's true. Okay, you do bring up a good, valid point. That she was catering to his right. needs and everything, and he was still a disrespectful fuck all the way up to the point where she died and offered him a potato fucking pancake. <laughs> You're really no. letting him off the hook <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Are you a potato pancake? <laughs> I am a potato pancake. 
Oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, they could have gone further. They could have shown more. Um, and even yeah, outside of like you know, I don't mean to sound sadistic. It's not that I necessarily just want to see this dude get tortured, but it would have been cool to experience mm-hmm. the oh he's been immortal for fifty years, a hundred yes. years, and then like yes. it would have been more interesting to me to see him in the future, and then he's just bored instead of like busting the nut early, and it's like. He's tried to kill himself for two days, and he's already like, oh, this isn't exciting. It. It's like, there's so much more you could do than that. Like, that's immediately what he went for. Um, so, yeah, I thought it could have been, you know, a lot stronger had they taken it further. That's it. And then I think our wishes of wanting them to make it more are tied up into what they could actually do with the time frame that they had mm. at, at that time. I mean, I yeah. mean, yes, we could blame it on like, man, I want more. But at that time it's like, Nope, they got to get right to the point. Like here it is. And yeah. Shit and all, all that stuff. And, and a, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, but I still, they, they could have cheat. Uh, they could yeah. have achieved that. Yep. Still. Yep. You know what I mean? With, Life in prison. Montage. Next scene, 50 years from now. Yeah, exactly. The guard who's been watching them, like, all, yeah. all, every day is now years older. Yeah. And he's ready to die. He's like, it's retiring. You know, yeah, yeah. you're retired. I haven't seen you age a bit, young man. And <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> is that your audition? <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my old man voice, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen you in years, young lad. <laughs> oh shit oh my god um i'm gonna agree with you guys about the wanting to see more i feel like if i were in this asshole's position um i definitely would instead of uh trying to have uh my escape clause be enacted i would have i would have done the subway suicide like he did i would have done the bus suicide I would have kept going. I mean, my wife fell off the building. Okay, give me the electric chair. Fine. I would have made sure I got the electric chair instead of life. I would have, like, really torpedoed my trial. Yeah, and, like, not he, not hire a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> they hinted that he tried to sort of torpedo his trial, but I would have just represented myself and really torpedoed the fuck out of it and gotten the electric chair to see what those g- giggles felt like. And then I really, even before that, I would have pushed it as far as I could. I would have tried every variation of suicide I could think of. I would have done completely unethical and unmoral things. Just (laughs) just because I knew that I wasn't going to (laughs) die. And you know what? I also would have been really curious about... I always think about this when I read like vampire fiction and the vampires get bored of being immortal and people they love dying. I'm like, yeah, but you also get to see like humanity like evolve and change and grow and see how the world changes. So I feel like I would have hung on a lot longer than this guy. Cause I just would have loved to see what the world was like in 50 years from now because so yeah. much changes in 10 years of our lifetime. Yeah. Imagine 50 years what this world looks like, you know, what? When I was a kid, I didn't even fathom the internet. You know, didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. And well, unless you read like Neuromancer or something. But yeah, I would hang on and see what the next fifty, hundred years looks like. Minimal hundred years is minimal. Like that's 
that's vampire preschool. Like that's such minimal time length to explore and see what the world changes and look like. And I would go and travel and live in different parts of the world and have different identity. Anyway, I'm saying that I, <laughs> I would have taken far more advantage of this immortality than this dude did. And maybe it's just because he was such a limited person and such an asshole that he didn't have the imagination to do these things or just be for the limits of storytelling. But yeah, I yeah I didn't love this episode. I didn't love this guy. I thought the heart attack was an easy out. I did love that he didn't die comfortably on the cot in the jail. That he actually hit the cot and fell on the floor. <laughs> it was very satisfying to me that he like hit the cot and landed on the floor. I love that moment. I want to say, is it possible that? The character, or I'm sorry, the actor that they used for the devil could have been a last minute, like, "Hey, we need, we need someone to play the devil," because the way the way he's portrayed in that in that scene, mm-hmm. in those two scenes, I'm sorry that he's in, he's just real quick, like, just robust about about no, the way he plays I, it. He plays. That I mean, I I think that's in the writing. And then the character, I mean, it it was an interesting interpretation. And again, too, how even when he's like, you're the devil, aren't you? And he has that kind of, ah, you got me. Ah. You know, he's very jolly. Yeah. Um, One of my notes is that the devil was scraping the bottom of the barrel with this guy. Like, (laughs) is there anyone better that you could fucking trick than this asshole? Yeah, that is true. You know, I'd agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it was just in the writing. And there's definitely other episodes that deal with the devil himself making deals with people. Yeah. Yeah. There's an episode coming up, spoiler alert, with the devil that is a fucking brilliant episode that I won't spoil for now. (laughs) That I haven't seen yet. Wink, 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 wink. You said, I'm not going to spoil. So. (laughs) Yeah, that was a joke. Which one is it, friend? That was a joke. That was a joke. It's a joke. It's probably one of my favorite episodes, though. Yeah. All right. Does okay. this does this episode hold up in 2018? I'm going to say no. Just because of the avenues it could have gone through and it didn't fulfill those those promises or those wishes of what it should have gone through versus what it actually did. So no. I'm going to say by the Maui Blanc pineapple vested in me that this episode does not hold up for me. And I would have loved to have seen at least a montage of him mm-hmm. living longer mm-hmm. and just doing more things and being the king of the prison or something, mm-hmm. something to show that he really exhausted his immortality rather than just giving up because he's going to sit in jail. Like, what does the future look like? Ooh, yeah, I I agree. I ditto both you guys. It, it would have been nice to see more, and I feel like if it was made now, we definitely would have mm-hmm. seen a whole other world to it. It was kind of a wasted opportunity. I feel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess that's it. That wraps this one up. Pretty All simple. Right. Um. Everyone's enjoying their pineapple wine. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yes. So that's that. I am Rudy. I am Armando, a.k.a. Big Baby. I am your favorite potato pancake, Gidar Foster. <laughs> and have a good night. This has been the Tipsy Sterling yeah. Podcast. Have a good Tip, one. Have a good Tipsy one. Tipsy Sterling. We're drunk. <laughs> Don't waste your immortality. We're drunk. <laughs> so you are a potato pancake.
for listening to the Tipsy Serling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Serling. You can find us on Instagram, Tipsy Serling underscore podcast. Or you can send us an email at thetspod at gmail.com.